Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – the gifts exchange went really well, I thought, and then uh, played a couple of board games, which I had a great time with. Yep. What were you playing? Hey, fuck you, Mitch. Uh Valeria? Was that the name of that one you yeah. brought? We played Valeria, then we played Electropolis. Electropolis. And we played the Skies one. Uh, Sovereign Skies. Sovereign Skies. Yep. We started Sovereign Skies at midnight, but thankfully it is a quick game. It it was it was quicker than it felt like it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it was going to take a lot longer, and then all of a sudden it was just like, uh, the game's almost over. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Which was fine. Yep. It ended up being fine that the game ended yep. as quickly as it did. Because I was very tired. Yeah, it was getting late. I got a new game recently, uh, this uh, Tiny Epic Dungeons. Oh. I enjoyed some of the Tiny Epic games. Tiny Epic Defenders is, is one of my favorites. So this was a, a Kickstarter one, and it came with little miniatures and, and other things. So that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, the <clears throat> Sovereign Skies was a Kickstarter, so I even got the the mat that goes with. Oh, it. Oh, sure, yeah. That was one of the 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 extras, which it, it weirds me out because I've only played the game twice, but as I'm pulling everything out of the box, it's like I don't know what these extra few things are for, and, and it's like, oh, this is if I don't have the mat. <laughs> these are the you're know, like here here are you know where you play certain cards or here's oh, tokens. I see. Yeah, that, sure that you mark where things are. And it's like, I don't need to worry about that. Cause I've got the, the mat. Mm-hmm. Tony Mast always bragging about his mat. Hey, buddy Matt's birthday. Oh, he's not watching most no. likely, but happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> I mean, this does live forever on the internet, so he could always go back and find mm-hmm. it. Yep. I was talking to a friend recently. And they were talking about their birthday coming up on Friday. And I'm like, oh, uh, is that something you're excited about? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but you feel, like you appear to be like an adult. Because <laughs> like, if you want cake, you can just get it now. Like whenever. Or if you want people to pay attention to you, you can just tell them they have to now. Invite them over. Right? Why? Because it's, it's a day of the week that ends in Y and I want to play games and eat food. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like all the things that I used to think were exciting about my birthday as a child, I can just have anytime I want. And I'm not really the type of person who denies myself things I want. So, like, mm-hmm. all days can be my birthday. Or unless I want to, like, mark my inexorable, like, march toward the grave, which I guess is fun. But, you know. Well, see, the only thing was is I wanted to enjoy uh, a milestone birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, which... My 50th birthday was was last year. Sure. You know, in March. How'd that go? Didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're getting close to getting discounts. I am. Every once in a while, when I'm like, I'm, when I haven't shaved and I'm like, because like my beard comes in really weird. Like it's really white gray, except for like up here, it's still really dark. And like, there's an, like, I have an undercoat that's darker. (laughs) Your beard has a gradient. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like, cause I only pay attention like to my chest, like my chest hair is really gray, but my belly hair is still like brown, black. 
like, what what is happening? This is so weird. Thing is, every once in a while, they're like, uh, they'll just give me a senior discount. And I'm like, and Julie will be like, oh, yeah, it's funny. You're getting a discount. I'm like, well, first, you're older than I am. <laughs> I mean, it's 13 days, but it always counts. <laughs> it counts. It, that, that number never changes. Yep. Uh, second, I got a discount. Like, why am I going to be upset by that? Right. I didn't do anything like I, I didn't I'm like I'm not never was in the military. I, I'm not a first responder. I'm not a, a teacher. I'm not any of those things that people tend to give discounts for. But man, if like just getting old gets me discounts, like it doesn't make sense because like I, I can afford a lot more things now. You know, I don't know why I need a discount now, but if you're going to give me one, I'm not going to say, no, I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like 25 was the last exciting one because I got a discount on car insurance. Oh. But now, yeah, once I get up to 55, then I'll be the next like excitement that like, yeah. I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Beth. Getting close <laughs> to discounts. <laughs> I might do something wild for my 40th. Usually, the last couple of years, I've tried to leave town so I can just avoid the situation with people. Yeah, you just vanished. Sure. I love it. <laughs> just to not... Cushman rented out the Thaxton for his 40th and just threw a giant party, and I kind of loved it. So, I might just steal his ideas. Cushman has good ideas. Romeo, if you don't shut up, you're going to get tossed out of here. I don't mean this room, I mean this house. <laughs> I'll throw you away like trash. Hmm? Are you trash? Romeo has thoughts about this movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't even watch it well... here. Wow. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Well, that's a good question. What are we talking about next week? Uh, hmm. Is there anything new and good? We had oh, wow. mentioned a couple of movies before that I did not take note of. Well, we talked about the various Slipstream movies. Mm, we did talk about those. Mm-hmm. Old school things. I don't feel like that's... No. <laughs> we're, coming up, we're coming up really soon on the Batman, which I am going to see. I don't know if I'm gonna. I mean, I know I'm gonna go see it, but I want to grumble about it now and up until it, and then while I'm seeing it. Oh, there's uh, what, Uncharted. The Uncharted is out. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get a chance to see that. Oh, right away. was it? Was it Way of the Dog? That was one of them. The oh, uh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. Because it's nominated for best picture. Yep. Yeah. Hey, that'd be a good one. I'm interested in that. Or the power of the dog. Yeah. Power yeah. of the dog. That's what it is. Sorry. Come on. I looked up the way of the dog streaming, and the power of the dog came up. I I, I was fully invested with the way of the <laughs> dog, Mitch. But but Google told me I was wrong. We'll so. just compare and contrast it with Ghost Dog. The way of the samurai. Mm-hmm. Mm. Little Forest Whitaker. <laughs> yep. All right, so that one's on Netflix. So that's that's an easy get. All right, The Power of the Dog. Nice. As opposed to Dog, the new Channing Tatum movie. Oh. No, that movie is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no interest in seeing, seeing that one. No. It's going to be manipulative. Why is he in a bathtub with the dog? They're both in there. It's weird. <laughs> well, Having tried to wash a dog before, sometimes you do kind of end up in the bathtub, not intentionally. 
but he looked like he full on intentionally made that happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like when dogs need baths in movies, it is a comedy premise that they they return to many times. Right? You yep. put them in the your convertible and run it through the car wash. Uh, what Turner Hooch? It was. I was going to say Tom Hanks Turner, in the bathtub. I thought. I thought that was. Yeah, I was going to say that. I thought it was a Turner and Hooch thing too. Mm-hmm. It's the 2020s. There's easier ways to clean dogs. Mm-hmm. There's a dog wash out in like Wildwood now. That's mm-hmm. basically just a walk through thing, and you just, just hose them down like it's a self serve car wash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a a little thing that you could attach to your. Your uh, your tub nozzle that that just gave you a sprayer. Yeah, that was that was great when it worked. Because if you didn't put that thing on right, if you didn't put that thing on right, you hit hit full power on that, water just went fucking everywhere, like everywhere. Hmm. That's also right. easy enough to drop them off. Pet smart. Yeah, we'll do it all for you. There is that. Clip their toes. You just don't have to do any of it. Just don't even have to deal with it. You get to come in and rescue him and be the good guy. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend took her dog there, and the report back was, well, he was a little bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is to be expected. I'm not really sure what that means. Like, did they have him stocking <laughs> shelves? And, like, he was just very slow, or... <laughs> He didn't meet his quota. Yeah. It's like an Amazon situation. It's like, oh, he took a break. He took a two minute break. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about this movie, Big Bug. Mm-hmm. David, yeah. what'd you think of it? This was a movie. It, it was a two hour long movie and mm-hmm. it was very colorful. Yep. Those are all facts mm-hmm. that relate to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mitch, what'd you think? Yeah, I agree with uh, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear, like, uh, I, they had hired great, you know, visual designers, character designers, set decorators, makeup, hair, costuming, all bright and colorful and interesting looking and everything. I wish in all this hiring, though, that they had hired a writer, um, to like make a story or a plot or something. But like, okay. if, if that wasn't important to me, I would have liked this movie. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Tony. Uh, it was visually interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, the world felt interestingly fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Sure. The yep. world that was on the other side of the glass we'd never interacted with. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That part felt very fleshed out. Yeah. It, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. But not good i can't call it good it was the thing is that there were so like the visual style was so good and like you know the premise isn't super original but they basically made a bottle episode movie Mm -hmm. and like a weird subplot about this subsection of robots wanting to be human and then like other subsections of robots very much not wanting humanity and so like i thought we were gonna go somewhere with those things but they were nouns that never found a verb. Mm. And so it was just a lot of standing about mm-hmm. confusedly. And I don't know why anyone was doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I thought when I was watching this movie, have you guys watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. Okay. The second season, mm-hmm. 
the first episode. Yeah. It. Wait, that's I'm not the, sure if we got the same episodes because in the first season, oh, they like scramble it. Uh, I don't know. So according to the episode guide that I'm looking at, and I, I may be wrong about the episode order that they, they presented on Netflix, but it was the one called Automated Customer Service where the woman is in the house and all her shit starts going crazy and tries to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Like this very much had that same vibe to it, especially when the house locked down and they were inside and like, I don't know. I, it, it just had that same vibe to it. Uh, completely different idea, but oh, was there a plot to the love death and robots episode? There, there actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it, for the, for the, the what, 10 or 12 minutes the, that it was, it had a plot. Cause it's, yeah, none of them are very long. Uh-huh. Well, and I feel like that was one, like in, in that show and love death and robots, like that did tell me something, right? Like mm-hmm. I felt like it, had a message uh, about something, and I didn't get that in Big Buck. No, no. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of things that were cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But none of them meant anything. Mm-hmm. Which was baffling. Because all of it could have meant something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's like, it, well, the meaning could have right gone there. from... Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't feel like it would have taken any effort at all to have made any of those things mean something. Yeah. I mean, it didn't like, I kind of kept expecting the end of the movie to like pull some meaning out of its ass Mm -hmm. that was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was a design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was no design. I got Battlestar Galactica. And also, I don't understand what happened at the end of the movie. Right? It's confusing to me, and I don't feel like it should be. Because, yeah. Okay. Is it a cultural thing? Did Are we missing some cultural context? So what I, th- what I think happened is that there was the whatever the weird Borg evil robots were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had created some kill drones to go out and, like, murder humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. But they accidentally said murder us instead through some sort of error that I don't get yeah, exactly I don't... how it happened. I, like, that was the big bug. Right. Like he thought he was scanning his face for authorization, but instead was scanning his face for targeting something. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. He seemed to slip and hit something like in like the weirdest, most slapsticky thing. Mm-hmm. That it wouldn't seem that the, one of these robots would be capable of. Mm-hmm. And so, and and this, I think, is a bit of a stretch. But you know what? Maybe... I'm willing to. I'm willing to go <laughs> with whatever you've got, Mitch. Maybe they were showing that these a- androids, these robots, these AIs that hated the idea of humanity, made a mistake, and to err is human. And so, like, that's what wipes them out. I this I don't know. Maybe I was trying to think is because I really wanted there to be some sort of message, mm-hmm. but but instead that's it seems know. like things happened for no reason and also resolved for the same reason. Yes, resolved for the same no reason. And mm-hmm. then, like, there's a lot of things that happen at the end of the movie that feel like resolutions mm-hmm. to conflicts that were not in the movie. Like she gets back. I'm I'm in spoiling this movie because it's nonsensical. Yeah, it doesn't. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like she gets back with her ex husband, mm-hmm. 
But like at no point in the movie is that a thing that is engaged with until they leave the house. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any reason that they want to get back together. I mean, mm-hmm. she's clearly upset that he left. That he left, but but, but not he upset that he's gone. No, and he <laughs> mm-hmm. also doesn't seem to be to mind not being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that his his new girlfriend, fiance, whatever, seems a little bit uh, materialistic, but he. He didn't, and at no point did he seem to mind that. Like, there's never a point where he seems at conflict with that. Mm-hmm. It's just all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna do this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only what I feel is super consistent character is the dad that's trying to bone that chick. Yeah. The entire movie. He's trying yeah. so hard. He's very thirsty. He's, he's very. He's trying very hard. Uh, I love how the robots were picking up on it too. Like right from the beginning, yeah. like that felt like that felt interesting. Mm-hmm. Like these, these robots are are picking apart human motivations, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. That's something you'd want your AI to to try to suss out so mm-hmm. that it can figure out what it what your needs are. Yeah, like I would watch a movie where that is the majority of the plot. Like in their quest to become human. They've analyzed humanity and like through observation, they're trying to do the mimicry, but like there's something missing. And then through that journey where they keep trying to do the analysis, they end up finding the thing that like the resolution of that movie is that they end up finding the thing, but then they can't understand what it is because they're not fucking human. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's the un- unhappy conclusion to that story. And well, and and see, and see. Here's the thing: is I've already written your resolution because right now I can tell you what it is: is that you you, you start with a concept that humans are are uh, are pattern seeking animals, mm-hmm. and the the robots. That's all they're doing is seeking the patterns, which brings them toward humanity, even though they don't see it. Mm-hmm. The robot can choose not to be a gun and instead be Superman. Which is the best fucking version of any robot movie. It is. <laughs> God, love that goddamn movie. <laughs> it is too good. Too good for this world. Yeah, I mean, because we've done, we've done robots trying to be human in a lot of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're malevolent, sometimes they're not. Like, sometimes they're good at being human, but, uh, you know, sometimes they're comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't feel like this explored any space that was interesting mm-hmm. in any meaningful way. It's almost like that movie we watched with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. It's like yep. there's a lot of interesting set pieces here, and like there are cool concepts, but we never engage with them in a way that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I and agree. I don't understand why that is. The, the, only thing, the only thing that I can think of, <clears throat> considering that this movie is... Um, the, the two guys that wrote this movie, I'm assuming they're both guys based on the names. Um, the, the two individuals that wrote this movie are the same two individuals that wrote Amelie Uh and the, the same director directed both. So the only thing I can think of is that this movie is a meta commentary on being a Netflix movie because they fully and completely removed one third of the movie that would have made it. A, a good movie because I mean, honestly, the set design was really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they stepped outside, they're one hundred percent on a sound sound stage. Like it it's super obvious, but stylistically so. Like they didn't they weren't trying to hide that. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematography was was I thought it was kind of compelling. Like they used super close ups at really creepy angles to throw you off and make you feel off centered. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I thought that was very well done. Yeah, like that main bad robot dude. He's creepy that, as fuck. That yeah. dude's got a creepy fucking face. He does. And we saw it a lot. And uh, we saw a lot of his teeth. A <laughs> lot of his teeth. They took up a good percentage of the screen a lot. I can't imagine watching this movie on a big screen. Like, honestly, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> imagine watching this movie on a big screen. Like, there were teeth in IMAX. There were scenes that fully. 70% of a frame was somebody's face. Mm-hmm. And when that, when it was that dude, about 40% of that was teeth. Yeah. A lot of the actors looked very interesting, like their yeah. facial features and their stuff, both and robot and human. Uh, yeah. Well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the robot design was neat. Mm-hmm. Like the Einstein robot thing looked cool. That was a cool... And then it's a spider, too. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they just put it on that chick robot's body. For and reasons. It's, it's unsettling. It, it is. Like, it, the legs, like, hooked mm-hmm. in <laughs> to hold it on. I thought it was very Borg Queen. It mm-hmm. was. It was. But the, but the design of it's really cool. Like, I can see owning that. Like, as a... As, as just a, a set piece. Just the... Because the design is very compelling. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's it, right? Like, it very seemed like it was all form and no function. Like, it was all an idea. Like, I was trying to describe it to my kids earlier, and I said, it's like if if Tim Burton had sex with the concept of anime, and their <laughs> child, while staring into a snow globe, had a fever dream, it would be like this. Right. That's because a, again, it's a good description. <laughs> Thank you. The, um, but yeah, because there's just all this like cool looking stuff, but none of it, none of it matters. Mm-hmm. And like, if that was what it was, like, if I thought it was a, a movie about nothing mattering, yeah, that would be okay too. Except why to go to all this trouble to have these cool things around stuff not matter, you know? Right. Why did you have to do it in a cool yeah. looking robot world? Like if the futi- I'm into the futility of existence theme. Mm-hmm. That's my jam. We should have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There was a dildo robot though, and I was all in for that. Yeah, because of course, right? Yeah. If we're making robots, we're making dildo robots. Yeah. I mean, the first thing we're gonna do with a robot that has anything near sentience is fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know they they flat out called it out as a sex robot, mm-hmm. and it. Like it wasn't your ser- your stereotypical s- sex robot either. Like it wasn't it wasn't a, a large breasted female, you know, sex robot. It it was it was a guy, and mm-hmm. he wasn't like the the big buff, you know, front of the romance novel cover, you know, Fabio looking guy. But that was the that was clearly the the type that she wanted. I was a little unclear because at some point the house robots are, I guess, interrogating him. Does he think he's human? 
does he just think that like he's better at pretending to be human than they are because he's a newer model? Like it was a little unclear to me exactly what his position was during this interrogation. I feel like he felt like he was a better robot because he actually had a relationship with Francois. Uh huh. Francois or however the fuck you they pronounce it. They they pronounce an S in there. They do. Francois. There it is. Um, Gravelis. Like she treated him more human than the other ones. No, Mitch. Don't don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) St. Louis and their terrible, terrible pronunciations. Yeah. Oh, that actually, I guess, reminds me. We talked a little bit about it. (laughs) <laughs> last week is did you watch this in french with english subtitles or did you watch it dubbed in english i watched it in french with english subtitles i watched it in english dubbed I, in english i tried a little bit of both because uh, when i was watching the english dubbing i thought their line reads were really weird like it was it just sounded so so stilted and i wasn't sure if that was on purpose or not and for some reason, I thought maybe I could I could figure it out if I watched it in French. I could not tell if if that was how it was in French either. But yeah. reading the words and hearing them talk didn't make it a little more I don't know less bizarre. So I went back and forth between the two. I, like I couldn't decide which was a better way to consume the movie for me. When I started it, it started it dubbed into English. Mm-hmm. I just kept watching it that way. Really, it started it that way. Yeah, huh. yeah. My Netflix well, really it also, assumes <clears throat> um, Netflix tends to default to the last thing you uh, have, and if you don't change it, uh, and or if you, I'm, I'm assuming, like if you've watched something else recently um, in in its original language, it okay. may have just assumed that that's how you wanted to watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I tried to watch um, Space Sweepers. Did y'all see that? It's a uh, Korean sci-fi it. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one to look at. Um, but like I started to, to watch it and I had the English subtitles on, but like they were the wrong, they were the closed caption subtitles, not the English subtitles. Yeah. Because some of the characters are actually speaking English and then in the subtitles, it'll say in German and this other stuff. So I think if I was listening to the English oh. audio language, they make them speak English. Oh, but if I'm listening to the movie. Korean audio language, they just talk English. Yep. Or did you say you wanted to see that one? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, in. It looked really interesting in the first 20 minutes. I did just recently watch another Korean sci-fi show about the moon, like Water on the Moon. Ugh, I'll have to find old Netflix. Moon, water. Is it the one where the moon is going to fall into the earth? No, it's the Silent Sea. And it wasn't mm. bad. The Prometheus prequel. <laughs> Fucking Luke. So yeah, this uh, this was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I I was hoping for better. Yeah, like I was I was fully invested in the first forty five minutes. Like it felt like we're we're building towards something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to watch. They've introduced a lot of conflicts into a bottle episode, mm-hmm. and then also an element of danger. And I was like, oh okay, well, yeah, this could go some cool places. Yep. There's also content warnings for nudity and sex. I was disappointed Mm. with the quantity of both. Agreed. (laughs) 
I don't know why there was a content warning. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine why. I kept hoping other for than, more as well. They, then they talked about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. do see some dick, but like not a ton of dick. And like I thought, like man, is there anyone that I could recommend this to? I'm like, I don't. I can't imagine like what person would oh. make me think like you'd like this. Uh, I can think of people who want to get into set design. <laughs> Uh, uh, cinematra- cinematographers that are looking for, uh, ways to make mm-hmm. people look unsettling. Because right. they did, like, I felt, I felt like a lot of that had to do with how the, how the people were shot. Um, mm-hmm. but the set design, the, the costuming, like, so for education I, purposes, or yeah. maybe as a cautionary tale, but not so right. much as, as for enjoyment. <laughs> Like, you know what? I, I was even okay with the world building. Like it, none of it felt, none of it felt fundamentally broken. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to pick holes in a lot of sci-fi that it's like, yep. yeah, that's not how any of this would work. This is really dumb. And you're basing your whole story on it. I'm looking at you, Hunger Games. Like there, there's so much of that, the world building that just doesn't make sense in there. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't have a problem with any of this. Like, there there weren't any holes to to poke in it, or or if there were, I guess I was just blinded by the gaping holes in them trying to tell a story with this. Because there were stories that could have been told there, and it seemed like they had thought about the world some. Because, yeah. like, uh, when they're confronting the evil robot, he says like. No humans ever touched my code. Like, oh yeah, like so they're saying this is a Android designed Android. Like they, yeah, and they the, talk about like the oh, AI this is wrote your the first AI, robot, and mm-hmm. that's and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the humans do nothing. So like when she says she writes, and people are like, oh, that's weird, and she can make a letter, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah, okay. They thought some stuff. There was some stuff that they had some ideas about how they got to this point, but, but they also did not matter. They're Oh, she's retro. She has books. And then we later learned that you're only allowed so many books. Like that was never mentioned before. But like when that came in, it's like, oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I could totally, I could totally imagine that happening. Uh, the, the word that I think we're all dancing around because I know I've done it, uh, Yonix. Uh huh. That was the, the evil head guy. Ah, Yonix. I actually thought that was all of them. Wasn't uh, that like the race of them? Uh, of that model of robot were the Yonix? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And there was also Maybe. like, did am I did I just miss this? But like earlier in the movie, there was some implication that the Yonix took people and turned them into Yonixes. Well, they definitely like had the show where they tormented humans, and it was unclear to the other people in the house whether these humans were volunteers mm-hmm. or yeah but like the they the two the ex-husband and his new girlfriend are going to that paradise place uh-huh. and yeah. like it's a paid for trip because they've signed a contract that they will become Yonix's later oh so there's some other thing going on that was unexplored other than a few lines hmm. I'm very sure i'm not making this up but I could be. I honestly don't recall that. Not to say that it wasn't there, but I, I just I'm not remembering that. There was some interesting stuff going on with them believing that everyone in the show 
was a was an android, and then it becoming right. clear later that that is not true. That okay. the people being tortured are people, uh, and like at one point they're even offered that as like punishment. Yeah, because then the girl is excited to be on TV, though. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Oh, Yalix is also a company that does that makes interactive decision trees for call centers. Maybe that's the messaging here. Maybe that's the maybe that's the cultural context we missed. Ah, <laughs> call center decision trees. They've that's taken a, over. That's a, that's the basis of AI. Um. So. One of the things that I found interesting, actually a couple of things, I'm wondering if French movies have different rules about um, the way they do credits for movies. Hmm. Because I noticed that um, the writing credits, the the guy who's the director is credited with like the scenario and the other guy is credited with the dialogue. Hmm. Like they actually split out the the writing credits. Um, and that was the same way with, uh, Amelie also. And the other thing I found that like, it just struck me is as, um, as the credits are rolling at the end of the movie, they show, I can't remember the dog's name, but the, the dog, well, they, they gave the, the, the actor, the, the actual acting dog, they gave that animal's name, but then also within those credits credited the trainer. Hmm. Like they were showing the dog on screen as, you know, as they kind of went through the cast and said who everyone was, um, they showed uh, the Einstein robot and then they gave a, a, a voice credit. And when they did that, they kind of like faded in the voice actor's face over the Einstein robot. <laughs> so at, at that point, I'm like, I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. These these credits are kind of cool. So I kept watching it. And then they credited the the dog, but the trainer was like right there within the acting credit, which I actually thought was kind of cool because normally that's buried in the animal handlers, trainers, you know, deep within the credits of a, a movie. Yeah. So weird. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, these are the things that I'm finding interesting to talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess here we have like story by and then screenplay by. Yeah. So maybe something like that. Yeah, I think uh oh, in for this movie he's got the screenplay credit, but uh Guillaume Laurent is the dialogue credit for writing. Huh. Interesting. And one of those is the director? Yes. Uh the the guy who uh um Jean-Pierre Gounod uh is the director and he wrote the screenplay. And they also did uh City Amelie. of Lost Children and Amelie. I think they, yeah, they may have done more. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I thought this, and this is also the Alien Resurrection guy, right? Is it? Is it? Oh, I, I mean, I maybe. I don't. Maybe I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. Well, I feel like the City of I'm Lost Children guy is the Alien Resurrection guy. I think this is the same guy. His uh, IMDb he, picture is intense. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it, it is Alien sh- Resurrection. Oh, sure is. There it is. Yep. He did that. That was the movie he did directed before Amelie. Mm-hmm. That is the movie directly before it. Now, granted, there's a four year gap there. <laughs> I remember liking City of Lost Children, like back in the '90s when I saw it. It's got uh, Hellboy that in was, it. That was the movie he made uh, immediately before Alien Resurrection. Uh, Ron Perlman. That's yes. his name. Yep. 
who apparently like learned all his lines for that phonetically. He doesn't speak French, but that's fantastic. He's an actor. He acts like he speaks French. Uh, so this guy is a self-taught director. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, to, I did like the way this movie looked. Yeah. And I thought even the performances were interesting. Like the actors looked interesting. So I don't know if I blame him, but he also has a writing credit on this too. So maybe they should still blame him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they performed well with the material that they had. Not that the material told a story, but they acted it very well. Mm-hmm. Like for the, for the set pieces, for the scenes they were in, like the scenes, the individual scenes all made sense. Yep. You know, <laughs> like I was convinced that dude really wanted to get laid. Oh yeah. He wanted to bang. Hard. Uh-huh. He's quoting poetry, mm-hmm. pretending to be an artist when really he's an insurance adjuster. Yep. I get it. I could not even find the lines in this movie I was thinking of. So I guess I just made up a plot because I was desperate for something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your you, your brain could have been writing that into it. Mm-hmm. I watched it with Libby and then she fell asleep. And mm-hmm. then I think she fell asleep like at around the hour mark. I think, and then I think Libby's up. the I think Libby's the real winner here. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then she woke up like at the hour and a half mark for the conclusion, and I was thinking about how bizarre the movie must have been having missed a quarter of it, but then I was also thinking I don't know that that's true. I no, don't... I think at that point I would just assume that I missed something important, and then mm-hmm. put. I mean, at that point I'd put the blame on myself that I <laughs> that I missed something. It's like, yeah, this movie. It had to have been really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like that uh, Mads Mikkelsen movie we watched. Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh. No, <laughs> no, it, it was, was uh, 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 another round. No, not that one. The one where they think he's a child molester. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was drunk when I watched that movie. Yeah, and uh, your I, description I, of it, it was that was. When when we find the name of that movie, that it's a journey. It's yeah, because it's wild. Because in the beginning of the movie, I apparently passed out and like missed the part of the movie where it was very clear he was not a child molester. Uh, and then woke back up at the point where he gets accused by this kid. And then for so for me, the rest of the movie is like, is this dude's a fucking child molester? Like what? What? What what is the conflict of this movie? <laughs> so it was this wild ass ride, and it wasn't until we talked about it that they're like, "Uh, no, that was very clear. He wasn't the <laughs> hunt." Yeah, we're, the hunt. We're, ta- we're talking about this movie, and David is like, "Oh yeah, fuck this guy. He's a child molester." It's like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." Then he was the kid was lying. What? <laughs> and then we explained what really happened. <laughs> I gotta stop watching movies drunk. <laughs> Though it makes for an interesting conversation after the fact. <laughs> we convince you what the movie was really about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be the next fun thing to do. Oh, did you watch that movie drunk? Oh, good. Then I can make up shit that happened that really wasn't there. <laughs> got him. Yeah, I got nothing else to... Yeah, know. I got nothing on this. It, it's a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. But you could probably, you know, rewatch Arrested Development instead. Like, I would rewatch something you know you like instead of try this, even if you're bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say watch that episode of, uh, oh yeah, Love, Sex, and Robots. Mm-hmm. I would say watch John Carter. Well, sure. yeah, 
because I will watch that movie whenever. Well, the thing is, is that episode's also only 13 minutes long. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of investment, Tony. My time it, is very yeah. valuable. It's based on a John Scalzi short story, though, I, which mm-hmm. I, if I knew that, I had forgotten it until I just was looking up information on that. His episodes in the first season were real good, too, right? He did the yogurt one and the three robots on the touring the deserted Earth. Yep. I think are both John Scalzi stories. I think so. John Scalzi's on my shit list. Uh-oh. Why? Uh, because he wrote a trilogy of books that I listened to, and Will Wheaton was the audiobook narrator. Oh. And so that's John Scalzi's fault. Yeah. Okay. I'm oh, you, you have a problem with Will Wheaton? Okay. Yes. I do too. I dislike his face. Sure. Is it from Star Trek? Nope. Oh. Didn't give a shit about Wesley Crusher. Just dislike his face. I I don't find him sincere. Oh, in, sure. In the least. And then when he comes off as trying to be sacred and protecting of nerddom, uh-huh. I have that feeling like it's like all right, asshole, why are you doing this? Like, what, Oh, wait. What's yeah. your motivation for this? Is this why I actually don't like this guy? Is he the guy who did uh, He did the podcast that won the Emmy that year? Did he? He might have. Uh, what he did a podcast called? for a long time. Oh, God, what is it called? And it's not like the Ennies or anything I have any great love for. But, like... No. Also, they were just pandering to Will Wheaton, and it was really fucking obnoxious. Radio Free Burrito. I'm thinking of Geek and Sundry, I think. Oh, that... oh he did Tabletop. Yeah, he did, he did some stuff with them. I thought, wasn't that more Felicia Day? Oh, yeah, maybe it was the Tabletop thing. I actually don't even remember why I don't like this guy. <laughs> But you're sure you don't. But I'm positive I don't. Hmm. God, why? All right, well, I got to do a little research into why I hate this guy because I know it's something legit. I guess I would I would say that like that idea like he's a theater nerd who acts like uh, a general nerd. I can agree with that. Yeah, I didn't like Big Bang Theory for a similar reason. I enjoyed the first season of Big Bang. Just because, like, I see people on this show that remind me of me and my people. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it, like, it all turned very mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. Yes. To everyone. It just, it just got nasty. And it's like, and that's when, and that's when it really took off. Right. It's like, oh, oh, this is, this is not what I want anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Tabletop was a web series about games directed by somebody. It was created by Will Wheaton and Felicia Day, and it was like a YouTube thing where they played board games, and then it won the best podcast on from the Ennies. Only, like, I have no idea why it was nominated in that category other than they wanted to give an award to Will Wheaton. And mm. at the time, it really pissed me off, because I'm... that was when I cared about things like this. Because it was in 2013. That was like prime in the age when I cared about things like this. But the old hate runs deep. Yep. I watched uh, some of that YouTube series because that's when I was like, oh, board games seem fun. Mm -hmm. And I guess it did get a lot of board games sold. So, I mean, that's exciting for purveyors of board games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You You know who never ceases to amaze me about board games? 
Target. Oh yeah, they got a they got a wide selection. They they have a and a deep selection too. Like I mean, I remember you know at first they started with like oh we've got Catan and we've got uh you know Soro and you know mm-hmm. some of the ones that like there was a point when we all graduated you know from from the board Catan. games we had as mm-hmm. children and then it's like you know you graduate to Catan and Soro and Carcassonne mm-hmm. and like. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's like pandemic. There's like this, this mainstream. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's this mainstream grouping of games where it's like, oh, you, you don't play regular board games. You play those, and it's like not anymore. But <laughs> like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are those are some really good gateway games into the, into the really deep games. Um, but Target. Target's got some some selections for for that kind of thing. Yeah, they got the Gloomhaven. Yeah, um, I don't know Gloomhaven Light uh, board game. It's fun. Yeah, they got a, they got a good a good amount there. But that's also that kind of problem too, right? Like I remember when Magic cards were this huge boom for comic book shops, and so every comic book shop had then had all the millions of of collectible card games like available, and they were raking in the cash, and so then mm-hmm. like. I could like get comics and delivered and whatever. And then magic got popular enough to be at Toys R Us and Barnes and Noble and no one bought them at the comic book shop anymore. Yeah. Right? Cause it took away the little niche that they had for it. Mm-hmm. So I worry about that for board games too. Like I love like game night and miniature market, uh, like around here and the other ones, but like if target is the one that everyone's buying them at, then those places won't struggle again. I guess you can't play games at Target. No. I mean, the nice thing is, is if it introduces those types of games to people and they want to seek out more. Yep. That's, it's the gateway for that. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, getting, getting comic books at the spin rack at the, at the, the gas station showing up or at, you know, at the, the, the pharmacy or whatever, wherever they have their spin racks. But, then you learn, you know, like you read through the book and it's like, wait, where are all these other books they're advertising? It's like, where are all of those? And then you learn that, oh, there are these, these other places, these dark, creepy places that don't, that aren't well lit. <laughs> Cause that's the way, you know what? That's the way comics, <laughs> you weren't in a good comic book shop. If you didn't have to walk in and walk downstairs, like you knew it was going to be, there was going to be some good shit. There's a mm-hmm. box in the back that also has porn in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like when I started comics, I was a small town in southern Indiana. I had to drive an hour to get to a dedicated comic book shop. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And also, that shop sold Warhammer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did not understand how that worked at all. <laughs> like, I saw the pictures, I'm like, this looks great. I'll buy some. And I'm like, this is just pieces. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, this is glue. broken. This is right? broken. <laughs> I want to return this for one that's that's actually not not in pieces. The, and and why did the... why isn't there paint on this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're just all gray and silver. Yeah. Just, I have to do this with these hands. Yeah, I'm not. Art was my least favorite subject in school. Now you're going to make me do this for fun? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Luke and I play the Marvel Crisis Protocol, which 
it's the same kind of thing, but it's just Marvel comics. So, you, but you still have to put all the figures together. <laughs> and which, you know what? I, I used to build models when I was a kid. So like, I, I, I enjoyed that. I was terrible at it, but I enjoyed doing it. Uh, smell that glue. Yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. Um, and I have like, I really enjoy the, the process of putting the models together. I haven't put any kind of paint on any of the, the last time I went to pay the paint uh, play, the guys were like, Oh, you need to put some paint on those, Tony. And I'm like, no, I, get, no, I don't. And I'm no, like, no, I you, don't. No. They're like, no, you don't. I don't, I don't give a shit. I just like busting people's balls. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Good. Cause that's, that's not what I do. Fortunately, Luke has actually uh, offered to uh, paint them for me, which I might take them up on. Yeah, for my Gloomhaven figures, I found someone that I could commission. I am wondering what is going on here. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I don't even know which of the many people that want to tell me I can fuck off that is. Yeah, it could be anybody. It could be a lot of people. (laughs) Was that coming from Twitch? Yeah. That is coming from Twitch. Oh, well. There we go. Who's David F? You cheating on me with David F? Yeah, that's who we record with on Thursday nights. God damn it! I knew it. Yeah, I was just Joe waiting for you. Better. Just, yeah, I was just, I was just waiting for you to get that game started on Thursday night, so you'd be distracted with that. I mean, Mitch is in that game. I am. <laughs> but not my twin brother, Mitch. Oh. Damn it! I was trying to. Mitch knows all about the King's Dilemma, <laughs> and it would be nice to play again. I know. When we missed again, I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Is well, that happening? Are we spiraling? And, and the weather the weather conspires. I know. Well, I mean, the weather conspired last week, too. Yeah. We'll see if it's bad. At, you know, it's not bad now. It's not How bad, bad now. could it possibly be by evening tomorrow? The thing is, I don't have to drive anywhere from the city, so it's hard for me to be like, the roads aren't bad. (laughs) Here, in my Maryland Heights palace. (laughs) So I learned today that for the last three Thursdays, uh, it snowed in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know that is because... uh, I work, so I work for the botanical garden and one of our sister sites is the butterfly house. And I learned today that they get their butterfly deliveries on Thursdays, which is why they know for a fact that it was the last three Thursdays. Cause they're like, yeah, we keep getting delayed. Uh, you know what? I, I will. That's, it's all I know how to do. <laughs> Are woodchucks the same things as groundhogs? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know animals. A groundhog ate the computer out of my Prius, which I don't know how much you know about the Prius, but it is mainly computer. Yeah. So it totaled, it totaled poor Agatha. Wow. It's a very you story. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh. Uh, I looked up Woodchuck on Google. Yeah. And the little preview thing on the side came up with Groundhog. So maybe. Wow, that's just big woodchuck. Right. Woodchuck's day. Every <laughs> February 2nd. The the Wikipedia page for Groundhog says, The Groundhog, 
Marmota Monax, also known as a woodchuck. Oh. So there we go. It's like mountain lions and pumas. How much weirder would the phrase be if it was, how much ground could a groundhog hog if a groundhog could hug ground? I mean, it still works. Like, that's the crazy thing is it actually does still work. Do they have any other names? Is this the name of some other creature? Oh, it does. Uh, The groundhog is also referred to as a chuck, a wood shock, a ground pig. Oh, that's the one. A whistle pig. pig. That is the one. Whistle pig is pretty good, too. A whistler. Mm -hmm. A thick wood badger. I think that's what he calls himself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not a thick wood badger. (laughs) The Canadian marmot. The monax. The moon ack. The weenusk. That sounds like a name I came up with. Yeah, yeah. He calls himself Thickwood Badger. We just call him Weenux. (laughs) Red Monk, Land Beaver, and among French Canadians in Eastern Canada, the Syphilou. They call it Syphilis. Yeah, you want to watch out for that Syphilou? Huh. Uh. The name Thickwood Badger was given in the Northwest to distinguish the animal from the prairie badger. Uh, Monac is an Algonquin name for the woodchuck, which means digger. Mm-hmm. And young groundhogs may be called chucklings. <laughs> Why does all of this sound super racist? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I see, I'm like a whistle pig. I like, do kind of like whistle pig. Oh, don't mind her. She's just my whistle pig. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we Nusk is still. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. Uh-huh. I'm three words away from Queen Bee today. This is that honeycomb game. Yeah, yeah. Spelling bee. So they communicate threats through whistling. No wonder. Yeah, I mean, look at those teeth, though. They probably got a good whistle to them. Well, it's like the end of the Warriors. Yeah. Or uh, the and Guardians of the Galaxy, Yondu. He's a whistle pig. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a whistle pig could be a good like Marvel villain for Squirrel Girl. Yeah, it could. Mm-hmm. Isn't Squirrel Girl uh, Milana Vintrub? Oh, is this happening? Is this a thing? I thought that was. Uh, is that confirmed? A movie or just a voice actor in the various? Squirrel All right, Girl everybody, movie. relax. I don't know what's happening, Squirrel Girl. I'm still learning about groundhogs. <laughs> I think it was canceled. There was that squirrel long, movie long. on Disney Plus, Flora and Ulysses. I watched with my kids. It's got Ben Schwartz and uh, oh. Willow from Buffy, uh, Allison Hannigan. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, surprisingly more interesting than I had expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's about a squirrel that becomes superpowered, and mm-hmm. that's it. I don't have more to say about <laughs> some little girl's his assistant. Uh, there's, you know, the normal things you would expect to happen in a movie with a superhero squirrel that's for children. Sure. Yeah. Ben Schwartz, I'll watch him do anything. I'll watch him do anything. Mm-hmm. Can I have a pair of your old gym socks? It's not for anything weird. It's just a fetish I have. <laughs> 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 
fucking John Raphael was so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's a there's speaking of someone who I'd watched or anything, Alan Tudyk has this show on sci fi. Mm-hmm. Uh Resident Alien. Yeah. yeah. Which I just this writing is so bad. But he's so good. Well, I just I can I'll just watch him for his face doing weird things. Mm-hmm. Is it worth watching? I've watched literally watched the first episode when it aired and just we they're still all on our DVR. Um yeah, as long as you don't care too much about mm. it having a good story, right? It's it's really not smart. It's so and like there's big holes and big like shifts. It's but not it, well but does it but does it know that it's not smart and enjoys that space or is it think it's smart and but isn't mm. <laughs> no yeah so not, not so like... i you know i watched some of the the arrowverse stuff when it started yep and some of it i watched just out of like completionist mm-hmm. then there's some of it that is like i'm done like i i can't do anymore it's not well done i, I need to back out of it legends of tomorrow i watch Every week, it is not good, but it blissfully is aware of just how not good it is, and just leans into it. Like the first season, it wasn't good, and I didn't think—I don't think they realized that it wasn't good. But then somebody told them, "Hey guys, you know what? we can make something about how bad this is, and just lean into it." And I, I thoroughly enjoy it every week. It's not good. I would say so I have fun with it. I, I didn't make it to that show. I watched some Arrow and some Flash in the early days. Yep. Both of those were way better written than this. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. And so, but again, Alan Tudyk is so good. Like, he's so fun to watch yep. doing his things. And so in any given scene that he's in, I'm enjoying it. But if I try to think too much about why this scene led to that one or why any of the characters are doing anything, mm. I just get, like, annoyed. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, did you watch any of, have you watched any of Superman and Lois? Mm-mm. How do you feel about Superman? I like, I like Superman. Uh, Superman and Lois is a, is a good watch. They, they, they took Superman and Lois and they start them out like from the beginning. They're married. They have teenage sons. And, and like you find out within the first episode or two, one of them has powers the other does not. <laughs> and like the teenagers act like teenagers and not like uh adults think teenagers should act, you know, or like 20 something writers think teenagers act to their uh. parents without having children. Like the family dynamics all work pretty well. You know, Lois, Clark just disappears and Lois just is making up shit about where he's at because it's like, you know what? Clark is Clark, but Clark is also Superman. So you know what? I don't know where the fuck he is, but I'm going to tell you this just because I'm covering for my husband because he's off doing things that are obviously important because he's Superman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it avoids all those, Oh, don't go trope, you know, all the, those crappy tropes that Mm -hmm. they, they sometimes try to shoehorn into that. I really enjoy it. I see I can watch it on uh, HBO, so looks like I can watch the first season there. So I'm going to shot on my list. Nice. Well, I was going to rewatch Big Bug, but now, now I've got this other show. <laughs> well, you know, 
Sorry to sorry to ruin that for you. <laughs> I don't I, think he is. No. <laughs> I don't think he is. You know what? You know what this movie would be fun to do though is have a friend over who is just either really really drunk or yeah. really really high. Yeah, it's like I got this really important movie for you to watch. Mm-hmm. Important. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to blow yeah. your mind. It's going to blow your mind. And like all those super close ups are just going to really, really fuck with them. <laughs> those teeth, right? Oh my God. You can feel like you just fall into them. I, watch this movie. I was trying to find the specific dialogue I was talking about earlier, and I could just not get past that guy's teeth. It is a lot of teeth. Every time I would jump around in the like timeline, it would just be more of that guy's teeth. We could do the teeth only cut of that movie. <laughs> release that on the site. <laughs> Big bug, but only teeth. I think is how they phrase that today. The there are only two pieces of trivia for this movie on IMDb. <laughs> and one of them is contains a number of Blade Runner references, including an android picking a boiled egg out of boiling water and androids having a date of their planned obsolescence. (laughs) You know, I did have some questions about that egg. That's a stretch. Yeah? Was that how it was supposed to be? Like, is that really... I've never eaten an egg that was not cooked and in a shell. Like, I'm not sure what was going. Is this a normal way of serving eggs to people? Or is this just some future egg stylized thing? The egg comes out of the boiling water. They cut the top off. They sprinkle some junk on it. It looks like it's still pure liquid inside. Yeah. I'm guessing this is just a, a this a French future egg. Thing. Maybe maybe that's the cultural thing we didn't. That's understand. what I missed. <laughs> uh, that's, and if I had understood that, it would have unlocked how this movie was supposed to be. It would have all made sense. It's a wet egg movie, like Alien Resurrection. Maybe that was maybe yeah. that was what he was really trying to reference there instead of Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But next week is the power of the dog. The power of okay. the dog. Yeah. Well, that I'm excited about. I used to think I didn't like westerns, so but I was wrong. They were. On at our house a lot when I was growing up. My dad, my dad still likes westerns. Still likes his cowboy shows. Um, he, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, all those those old cowboy shows. He he was telling us the other day that he watches uh, a lot of that me TV, which is I mm-hmm. just it, it just looks like old people TV mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Um, but uh, he watches a lot of it, and he's like, yeah, there's it's amazing watching a lot of those old. Uh, westerns, TV shows, just how many very famous people were in them just as just the thug of the week or whatever. And this was before they were famous. Nice. To which then we pointed out that like, well, cause we, it was actually in the context of talking about law and order because especially the old mm-hmm. law and order, that's just, if it was anybody that's ever worked in New York, that they were in law and order. They were a body, at least. Yeah, at the very least. I think Kevin Smith was even in an episode of Law and Order. Nice. Yeah, um, I have a friend who's a podcaster. Was it, he was an extra in Homicide? <laughs> that was T. T was in Homicide. I uh, 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, MASH was the same way. Well, I, well I'm rewatching Seinfeld. It's like everyone oh, yeah. from the 90s was in it. Seinfeld, um, every once in a while, I can't remember what show I would watch, but um, I think it was just stuff on our local CW affiliate. Every once in a while, uh, it would pick up the last few minutes of Two and a Half Men, it was, hmm. which is another not great TV show. But you'd you'd see the women get either getting into or out of uh, Charlie Sheen's bed. So many of those women are famous actors. Like it's crazy. Chuck Lorre is a pit of bad ideas. Yeah. Yep. He's that pit that Leonidas kicks that Persian into in Three Hundred. <laughs> is that Persian actually Chuck Lorre? No. Chuck oh. Lorre's just the pit. <laughs> Alright guys, let's uh yeah. let's go ahead and call this one. Yeah, we did it. Alright, see you guys next week for the power of the dog. Awesome. Bye.